When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, world? You are in tune to the Cowboys Global Cast. And, of course, we are DC4L. We are Dallas Cowboys for life. You got your main man here. You got Tom. Tom, Tom in the building. Tom, what's good, man? How you be? Yo, yo. What's going on, man? I was just hanging out. I can smell uh, I can smell dinner cooking in the kitchen. She's cooking some chicken and potatoes and something. Oh. So, I'm a... Uh, my my nose is distracting me a little bit right now, but I'm ready to talk oh Cowboys, gosh. man. That, hey, listen, and Laura can cook, man. She can. She can go. She can she go. Can. Believe can. it. Take it from a fat man. She can. She can get it. She can get it for real. Hey, look, man. Yeah, hey, I'm, I'm becoming lot, one. <laughs> there's a lot to talk about, um, and, and of course we're gonna get to it, man. The first thing I want to talk about is we had a big loss. In the sports family, man, Jim Brown. Jim Brown was, uh, if if not the best athlete, one of the best athletes that this world has ever seen. I mean, the guy's phenomenal. When we when we start talking about his attributes, man, Jim Jim Brown was six foot two, two twenty. That's what you call a man. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. that's that's who you call a man. Um, in high school, he led it in football, basketball, track, lacrosse. Um, he 38 points per game as a senior in high school in basketball. Um, he threw three no hitters in baseball. The Yankees was looking at him. I mean, so you, yeah, I forgot to say that he was football, basketball, track, lacrosse, and baseball. Um, he went ahead and went to Syracuse University, did not get a scholarship. Did not get a scholarship. This is crazy. You know, uh, the laws were were crazy back then. One of those crazy laws was they wouldn't allow three black players to start. And he still averaged 13 points off the bench basketball. He stopped playing his senior year because of that. Um, He made made them change the lacrosse rules. Um, He was so good as a middle defenseman. (laughs) They changed the rules for him. He was the first black Hall of Famer in lacrosse. Um, they say he may still have been the, the greatest defenseman lacrosse player ever. Um, he In his last college football game, he kicked three extra points against TCU. He had three tutties and rushed for 103 yards. He was drafted six in the NFL draft. Um, one of the things, and, and the crazy thing is, is, I mean, you know, there was only two Hall of Famers, Paul Horning and uh, another guy that was um, – pick right before him. I think Lynn Swan went to 
to um, Pittsburgh. Is it right uh, Ken Dawson? Is that? No, I don't know if he was a Hall of Famer. I, I know that I know that definitely Pittsburgh picked one that was a Hall of Famer, and uh, Paul Horney picked one. Uh, he was he went pick number one, and he was a Hall of Famer. Uh, I still don't think they were better. He was better. They were better than Jim Brown. I think yeah, Lynn, like, sorry, no. Lynn, Lynn Dawson. Sorry, Lynn Dawson. Lynn Dawson. Right. Okay. Yeah, sorry, not Ken Dawson. Yeah, no, you're good. Um, and uh, he said his quote was, "Make sure when anyone tackles you, they know how much it hurts." Right. That yeah. was his his trademark. In other words, he will bring in the punishment to you. You aren't gonna bring the punishment to him. You know, um, he was like I say, six pick in the 1957 draft. He was the first person to ever rush for 200 yards in the NFL game. Um, he was Mr. Dependable. Never missed a game in nine seasons. Never freaking missed a game in nine seasons. His worst rushing yard uh, output was 900 and something yards a game. And when and when they found out at the end of the season what was wrong, he ran the whole year with a broken toe. So he had a broke toe. And still rush for 900 and some yards. And get this, Tom John, 18 touchdowns on a broke toe. Uh, you gotta, if you've ever played with just turf toe, I don't understand how he played with a broke toe. But we got to, I have, I have a, uh, a scene that really that I'm, I'm going to talk to you about. I got a couple pictures I want to go through and we'll talk to you about because this is important. Um, and then, you know, uh, his best season ever, he rushed for 1831, 1831 yards in one season, right? And um, that would have, he'd have played a full season like we're playing. That would have been 2,261 yards in a full NFL season. Um, you know, and then he they won a uh, title in 1964. And that was the last title that Cleveland ever got. And definitely he retired from football. Uh, while he was filming this movie, The Dirty Dozen, when he was filming this movie, he retired from football, didn't come back. And the main reason why he retired is because of um, contract. Just, uh, they weren't paying him enough. And they were definitely saying, well, we can get the next you and Ernie Davis and not pay you. But the biggest thing with Jim Brown, man, is he was a force. He used his um, he used his popularity um, because he was the... the uh, six-time NFL MVP. He used his popularity in a time where it wasn't popular to, to speak out. You know, he was definitely an activist. And, you know, here you can see him along with fellow activists um, getting it in. Bill Russell, uh, Muhammad Ali, and then Kareem. Kareem is the lone person that's still alive at this point. Um, as he got in the movies, he became the first uh, African-American actor to have a sex scene with a different color actor that's him and Raquel Welch um that's crazy because you know he's breaking barriers this is God being first but the, the first movie that I remember seeing him in as uh, a kid and I love was I'm gonna get you sucker and I noticed something in this movie man you know uh in this movie I noticed that Jim Brown because I had found out I love Jim as a, as a football player I found out that he played with that broke toe, right? And in every movie, every movie that he was in towards his latter years, they used something that he went through to make or, or to make fun or to actually bring attention to. Here's something where they were making fun of 
his toe. Where you, where you hit it? In my foot. Oh my God. They shot me in my bunion, man. So that was him. <laughs> they used Keenan the Wayans. fact that he, they, they picked at it because, you know, he, he had this thing that where, you know, he was his, his last season, that season that um, he had the, the worst numbers. He, he hated that. He absolutely hated it because he loved being a wrestling champion. And they, they used that to poke fun of him. And definitely at this point, man, uh, he played in another movie um, that with Spike Lee, where he was talking about the abuse, um, where he was talking about, you know, he played a militant character and, um, you know, was talking about uh, domestic abuse. And I really think that, you know, him using his own experiences inside of a movie was a good thing. I, I really think it was so, a good thing. So I've never, I've never seen that movie, but the the image that you just threw up there, and I don't, I don't know what year. The, I mean, he looks, he looks older, and that was in the two thousands. Is that Anthony? Is that Anthony Mackie? There? It is Anthony Mackie. Yes. Okay. Cool. It looks like a yeah, young. Oh, she hates me. It's a Spike Lee movie, but he, okay. he was talking about domestic abuse and then using the the use of women and. You know, kind of, he he spoke up a little bit for the things because you know that was part of the trouble that he was in um, yeah. later on in life. But I just want to send homage out to a man, and then, like I said, he used his his popularity to to, to fight against gang violence in L.A. Um, definitely was a, a guy that you could respect. Um, Jim Brown, man, salute to you. Um, rest up, rest easy, man. You got anything to say about Jim Brown? Yeah, so um, uh, I know him from Mars Attacks. <laughs> I don't know if you ever saw that movie. That's crazy. <laughs> he was a, what was he like? A, I think in that movie, he was like a, like, he worked in some casino or something. Like, I think he was like an, an ex-champion boxer or something like that. And, you know, um, he, he's working in a casino. And, uh, you know, I, it's, at some point, there's, at some point, Mars attacks, right? Mars attacks. So he, he, puts, he puts the boxing gloves back on and starts knocking some aliens out. So that's what I know. <laughs> <Jim>. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the only movie I know Jim Brown from. But yeah, I knew he had a, obviously a really successful acting career after he quit playing. I mean, the guys, I mean, he's the best, run, like, he's the best running back ever, like, at the very least. He's the very he's the best running back ever, and you he's think? in the converse. Absolutely, absolutely, one hundred percent. I mean, like you look at these numbers that he was putting up. Half of his career, that half of his career, the NFL season was twelve games. I mean, this guy was averaging like thirteen, fourteen hundred yards a season, and half of his career was only playing twelve games. They played, you know, sixteen, seventeen now, um, you know, and the other half of his career they played fourteen. So, I mean, over nine years, he rushed for 1,200, a little over 1,200 yards. If you, let's say those, let's say those were 16 games, let's say those were 16 game seasons the whole way through. So then you'd get, let's see, 16 more games through that, through the first four seasons and then another 10. So that's 26. So you're basically talking about two more seasons, which at, at that clip, I mean, that's another between 2,500 and 3,000 yards, right? Add that to the total. And so, I mean, you're looking at legitimately in a nine-year career, still, you're saying he only plays nine years. Like, you're looking at like a 15,000-yard career averaging, you know, over five yards of carry in nine years. 
and get like this. That's what that's what his numbers are. was what Sweetness did. That, I mean, that's what Emmett broke. Yes, yeah. exactly. In nine years. So, I mean, I don't really, it's hard to compare eras, but I think really, to me, the only way that you could, that you could say that there's another running back that was better is to just say, is to be one of these people that says, this was a different era and, you know, nobody really compares anymore. And so like, we're just going to throw that era out and, you know, none of those guys get in the hall anymore. We don't consider those guys great players. And I'm not one of those people. I mean, I think that you have to look at what those guys did relative to the era that they played in. And it's not like, I mean, you, you, you said it earlier, the guy's 6'2", 220 pounds, right? Like that's like, that's like Adrian Peterson size, like maybe a little bigger in an era where guys were probably, I mean, I'm not looking at it. I don't have it in, you know, in front of me, but I'm guessing that the average weight of an, of the NFL, of an NFL player is probably like 30 to 50 pounds lighter. Right. So, I mean, you look at like Adrian Peterson and think, man, that's a big back. Like Jim Brown in the sixties was a, an unstoppable monster. <laughs> I mean, for, I mean, the guy could have played, he could have been in the hall of fame as a linebacker. He could have been in the hall of fame as a defensive end. I mean, there's probably half a dozen positions on the football field that he probably could have played and, you know, been an all pro. He's a four time MVP. He was a first team all pro every single season, except the one that I'm assuming he was injured. And you can see that he still played in 14 games, but, um, his uh, he just he didn't get as many carries, so I'm guessing that's the injury year. He still made the Pro Bowl that year, led the rushing, led the league in rushing every single year except that year. I mean, for his career, averaged over 100 yards a game rushing. It's incredible. Now that's what's crazy. He's the only player in NFL history that has 100 yards rushing per game by five. And yards. he's got, and he's got, and he's got 2,500 yards receiving also. So. I mean, he was a threat. He was a threat out of the backfield too. So, I mean, he was a he was a threat, you know, in the uh, you know in the in the passing game passing as well. Game, yeah. And I guarantee you, he'd pick up the blitz. I don't have to watch any film to tell you that Jim Brown can pick up the blitz. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, man. So hats out, hats off to Jim Brown, man. Job well done. Rest easy, man. Um, now let's talk about these boys, man. Let's go ahead and let's talk about these boys, man. Look. OTAs are starting this week. OTAs is starting. Um, they're going to be installing a lot of plays. I'm excited to see, you know, um, what these rookies are going to bring. You know, um, we went over our depth charts, and we know that, you know, uh, Shoemaker is, is probably second team on, um, you know, Jake is going to be first. Shoemaker will be second team on the offensive side. Um we're looking, it's looking like Mozzie is either going to be second team or he's going to start with Osa, you know, um, which would be big. I mean, because that means you're taking Jonathan Hankins' place. Um, but, man, overall, when we start to talk about this team, I have to start on the offensive side of the ball, man. Here's where I got to start. Do they know something that we don't about Jalen Tobert? I mean, we are standing pat on not getting a wide receiver. We're not going after D-Hop, although D-Hop is, tr- is out here hinting that he'll be traded and that he, the team he comes up with will be one of the teams that he wants to come up with, right? Um, which would be right there up the Cowboy Valley. But, I mean, let me ask you a question. Do you feel like, and, and there's a couple of people that we got to talk about on this offensive receiver uh, group, but, but do you feel like 
that they know something about Jalen Tolbert that we don't know. I mean, I'm sure that there's a lot of things that they know about Jalen Tolbert that we don't know, but I'm not sure that I don't suspect that it amounts to, you know, you know, making the difference between going out and getting a free agent wide receiver or trading for another wide receiver. Like, I don't think that, I don't think that, I, I, I'm not expecting Jalen Tolbert to, to make the leap, I guess is what is what I'm trying to say. Like, I do think that he could, it's, you know, possibly he could come, you know, he could be a fourth or fifth, you know, uh, fourth or fifth on the, on the, at the wide receiver position, he could be the fourth or fifth receiver. Um, you know, something like that. And I'd, I'd feel, I mean, I'd feel excellent about, you know, him going from basically not playing last year to being the fourth receiver on this team. But I, I kind of, I kind of take the inactivity in free agency and, um, you know, and, and, you know, and, and, and trades in terms of wide receivers. Like I take it more to, to sort of be like, we just like to get everybody in and see what we have. Like we don't anticipate that there's going to be a lot of, we don't, I don't think they feel like that they have to make a decision right now um feel like that they just feel like they can get guys in take a look and um then see what they need to do and make a move if they need to i don't expect that they're going to make a move i think that they'll roll with who they got um i think i think that in their in their eyes i think that gallup is going to come back and be close to 2020 gallup and there's Um, there's the next thing we're pivoting so go ahead go into that i think that that's what they i mean we we do this every year where you have you have a guy who's you know coming off of a down year or coming off of an injury or whatever and it's like oh he's in great shape oh you know they interview him and he's like you know this is the best I've felt in my life and that's like that's what everybody says and like we acknowledge that but then you know we read about you know we we read Gallup's comments and we get excited right you know I feel good to hear that Michael Gallup feels good right and I don't know I don't know how that's gonna pan out. He said um, he feels springy, and that, he did. that I ain't gonna lie to you. That's that's scary. If if I, and Tom, I, Tom, Tom, if we even get close to pre-injury Michael Gallup, if this man yeah. gets six hundred to eight hundred yards, yeah, it's a problem down there in Dallas, man. I mean, it is a problem. Eight six hundred to eight hundred yards, four three four TDs. It's a problem. Yeah, I think I think if uh, I think if Brandon Cooks and CD. You know stay healthy you pretty much know what you're going to get from them and if they can get like you said you know seven eight hundred yards out of gallup and like i think you can i think you can expect to get that i don't know that you're going to get that but i think that's i think that's a fair expectation to have i don't think he's going to be 1100 you know 1100 yard gallop again but i don't think he's going to be 400 yard gallop again i think it's going to be something in between and so from the cowboys perspective if you're saying all right, we think we can. We think we can really count on, um, you know, CD and and Cooks. We think they're going to be Mister Reliable A and B, and you know, we really think Gallup's going to be a solid, you know, three. He's going to he's going to set up and play the X. And it's like they they don't have a ton of money committed to, you know, Gallup and Cooks, but they've got you know two years. You know, they're committed to him for two years, and they're I mean they're paying them both what like ten or twelve million something like that a season. Um, and then you know CD, they're they're gonna pay like CD's gonna get paid. Like I know that we've got a few guys that are all due to get paid at the same time, and maybe one of them doesn't. But CD's not gonna be one of those that doesn't. Like CD's gonna get CD's gonna get paid. So like I mean, if you feel like yeah, maybe you know maybe there's a guy out there 
that we could trade for. Maybe there's a guy out there in free agency that we could bring in, you know, like maybe, maybe D hop, maybe D hop would help things. But like, if you already feel good about those three guys, like why bring in somebody else and mess with that? You know, like, do you think that D hop's going to come in and, you know, catch 80 balls for 1200 yards, like with sharing time, you know, sharing the field with, um, you know, Brandon cooks and CD. Like, I don't think so. Like, I think it's gonna be like more like 900 to a thousand yards and like, He's also got his injury, you know, concerns, just like Michael Gallup. So I'm not sitting here saying Michael Gallup is, you know, of us, you know, is is on the same level as a D hop. But it's like, is it even potentially that much of an upgrade that you would, you know, take on the risk of like, you know, sort of disrupting, you know, the locker room? Because if you did bring in a D hop, well, then Gallup's on the bench probably, right? Or D hop is. Right. right. And like, they're not going to be happy with that. Right. And so you're just kind of, I feel like I like a situation better where like everyone understands their role. Everybody understands like your fourth receiver understands. I understand why I'm the fourth receiver because I got Gallup and I got CD and I got, you know, cooks ahead of me and whoever's the fifth receiver, they understand, you know, why they're in that position. And if you bring somebody in who's, and you ask, and you have to ask somebody to be the fourth receiver and they think I'm the second or third best receiver on this team, that can that can be a not great situation. So, I and think you know, I think they're happy to roll through the guy right I now. Mean, most people, and, and what I've been hearing around the star man, and, and hearing in, in previous interviews, it, the locker room is the most impressive thing about this team. Yeah, the I'm attitude to hear that. in the locker room yeah. is what they're saying. It is everything. They're, they're, yep. they're saying that that it's so upbeat and the energy, and everybody's excited to get out and show what they could do. Everybody yep. is 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 like you know very 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 excited and moving at the same pace as the team, and that's not something you really want to mess up. That's yep. not something when you got a team who love each other and who's gonna fight for each other. You don't yep. really want to mess that up. You don't want to bring in someone who's gonna turn each other in fighting against each other. You know what I mean? You you want and you like the one mind symbiotic uh, membership of a locker room like that. Dude, I totally agree. And, and, you know, they don't just, they don't just give the generic, you know, rah, rah team answers. Like you want to, you, you want to hear them say the right things, but like, what was it the other day? Tyler Smith said something about like, put me wherever you want. Like, I don't care. I, that's not an exact quote, but you know, there's been a lot of questions about, is he going to play left tackle? Is he going to play left guard? Like, where's he going to play? And he basically just said like, I do not care. Like, I don't care. Like, put me out there, like, and I'm going to go to work, like, wherever Yeah, I just want to help the team. That's I just want to help the team. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. That's crazy. And, and I mean, you got a whole bunch of players like that. Look at Dono. Dono should, could be starting somewhere else. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And, and Dono is not going to always, we're not going to always run that three safety look. So that means yep. he's not going to always be on the field. Yep. And he's, he's excited about his role. You yep. know what I mean? Yeah, that when you have players like this that are unselfish and that are ready to put the team first, that's when you start having success. That's when the no names become a name because they're having success at being who they who they desire to be, man. Yeah. And so we talked about Michael Gallup. We talked about uh, uh, Jalen. I mean, honestly, the biggest thing here is everybody is talking that yak yak about Dak and Dakota. And you know, it's getting on my nerves. And I, I keep saying this every everything that I do. I'm I'm just tired of hearing it, bro. Like I'm I'm tired of hearing, you know, uh Jalen Hurst is the cream of the crop in um 
the NFC East. The thing that really upsets me about that is, is that when you look at, you see stats like um, Dakota and uh, 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 Patrick Mahomes are have 25 TDs against the Blitz, both of them, and they're leading, right? They're leading against the Blitz. That's an elite quarterback play. Now, I'm not calling Dakota elite, but I'm saying he's a really good quarterback. You know, and I hate the people, you know, I had people around me that keep calling him trash. And, and it's like, I don't understand it. I don't get what you're seeing and what you're not seeing about this guy. And you're saying Jalen Hurts is better, but Jalen Hurts had the worst percentage against the Blitz. If, if, I mean, if you go look it up, he was the last quarterback against the Blitz. And in totality, as a court, yeah, his legs are great, but that's only going to take you so far, Lamar Jackson. You know, uh, um, what's, what's, uh, um, oh man, I'm sitting up, Michael Vick. You know what I'm saying? These are quarterbacks who scrambled and their legs were great and had decent arms. It's only going to get you so far. I mean, what, what you think, Tom, Tom? Am I crazy for, for having this belief in Dakota of being a good quarterback? No, yeah, no, I mean, you're definitely not, you're, de- no, you're definitely not crazy. Um, you know, I don't, as far as like the Jalen Hurts comparisons or, you know, s- s- someone thinking that Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback, that doesn't really bother me very much because I guess it's just really hard for me to comp- – like they're just such different quarterbacks. It's it's really hard for me to – like when I'm thinking about who's elite, who's in that next tier, who's in that third tier, I almost I almost have to like just set aside the guys who are more mobile and do more with their legs – and say, all right, I'll, I'll 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 deal with you later on. I'll rank everybody and then figure out where you fit in just based on feel. Because they just – it's so different. It's like a guy goes out and throws for 150 and runs for 150. Like, how does that compare to a guy who goes out and throws 300, you know, and gets you zero on the ground? Like, is that is that is that is that better? Is that better production? Is that inferior production? Like, I don't – sometimes I would take the – sometimes – I think I would take the, the quarterback that throws for 150 and runs for 150 over the guy who just throws for 300. Like, I mean, it's it, at, at times it seems like it's the most valuable skill that any player on the field can have. And that's like a quarterback who who is mobile and can run. But it's just like, I don't know if it just feels like apples and oranges comparing them sometimes and their impact on the game. Um, you know, when it's when it's, you know, third and five and it feels inevitable that Jalen Hurts is going to be able to – Jalen Hurts or Lamar Jackson are going to be able to, you know, just drop back, make one read, and then take off and get the first down like every time. I mean, when you play – when you play those guys, like that's how it feels, right? It feels like we we cannot stop them on third down. Like we, we can't stop them on a third and five, a third and six, a third and three. Like it's just impossible to do it. And so in that sense, I want to say, golly, being able to do it with your legs – like it's 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 got to count for it's got to count for a lot, and so I don't I don't know that Dak is a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts. And you could say, well, you can't run for long. You know, you're not going to be able to do that for ten years. And you know, and in five years, Jalen Hurts is going to have to you know figure out how to you know set back and you know make reads, and he's not going to be able to do it all with his legs. Well, maybe so, but I don't know that he's I don't know that he's not you know, a superior quarterback right now. And also, you know, you, you have the difference in weapons too. You know, he's got, he's throwing to AJ Brown. He's throwing to, 
you know, Devontae Smith, you know, they had a good running game, great offensive line, you know, um, really good tight end. And so, I don't know, it doesn't really upset me. And the, the, what does upset me sometimes is the Dak is trash because, like, that's just ridiculous. And to me, if it's like, if it's a Cowboys fan and they're, they're ticked off about the losing, they're ticked off about we get into the playoffs, 12 wins, and, you know, beat a scrub maybe and then first time that we play a good team you know we haven't beat a good team in the playoffs in 20 years you know and and like i'm ticked off and so everything's bad and everybody sucks and dak sucks like i mean i think they're wrong but like i understand that and like that doesn't frustrate me um it's really it's just like whenever haters you know act like dak sucks and i'm like you just that's not it's not a good faith argument because like it's like in what way I tell myself I'm not going to get upset about it. And like, we're just going to sit back and let Dak show him because he's going to watch. Mark my no, words. He, I know we've been saying it. And I'm going to say it he again. He's going to put on for Dallas, man. He's going to put they got on a for good, this year. They got a good, they got a good one, two this year. They got a good one, two punch at the receiver position. He's going to have a good year. Um, but I keep saying, oh, no, I'm fine. It doesn't bother me. I'm just going to sit back and, you know, wait for him to show him. And then I see something, then, you know, the next thing I see online, it just like throws me into a frenzy. And I get ticked off all over again about it, but no, you're not crazy. <laughs> uh, so, who do you think on this offense is going to have a breakout year, excluding Dak? I know Dak is going to have a breakout year. Who, who would you say? Oh man, this guy is going to have a breakout year offensively. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like to me, Dak is already a really good quarterback. So I don't like we. I, I feel like we the the, the breakout kind of has to be like somebody who's either. Hasn't been good, and we think he's gonna, you know, be pre- at least pretty good, or somebody who's, you know, been solid and is gonna be is is gonna be really great, right? Like they're making a pretty can they're making a pretty big leap there, and like I mean, Dak's already been great, Tony Pollard's been great, Ceedee Lamb's been great, Brandon Cooks not for the Cowboys, but you know has been great. Um, you know, we pretty much know what we're gonna be getting from everybody on the offensive line so long as they're healthy. I feel like, I mean, Jake Ferguson, I think is the I think he's the breakout candidate. I mean, I think, I think that's the guy. If you if you thought that somebody was going to go from, hey, you had a decent year to, that was a really great year that you had. You know, maybe not Pro Bowl, maybe not, you know, put yourself in that elite group. And I don't expect that we're going to be talking about him like, you know, George Kittle or anything next year. But like, I think I think he's gonna I think he's gonna have a good year. I think he's gonna have a really good year. And I mean, that might be you know, 700 yards, you know, and, or it might be 600 yards and, you know, Schoonmaker or what, I still do not know how to pronounce this guy's name. I'm really going to have to figure that out. Schoonmaker. Yeah, Schoonmaker. Schoonmaker. All right. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe it's, maybe Jake Ferguson, maybe he has, you know, five or 600 yards and Schoonmaker, you know, has six or 700 or something like that. To me, that's still Jake Ferguson having a really good year. If he's sharing that many targets with another tight end. Um, if you've got two that are getting you six or 700 yards, like you got a really good tight end group. Um, so, but yeah, Jake Ferguson, I think that's my guy. What about you? Who do you think? I bet it's the same answer. No. Okay. I, I've been, I've been going over this and a guy who I think is going to step into, cause I, I listened to Shadi. Shadi said that it's not going to be much that changes. Um, we're, we're you know, going to be a lot different. But a lot's going to be the same. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? It's, it's, that was his exact quote, right? So 
if if we need we got a player that's gonna have to step into that receiving blocking um thing at wide receiver i think it's gonna be semi fioco think semi is actually gonna have a breakout year being able to block be in the game because of his blocking ability he's a big guy six three six four um 230 he's a big guy and he goes four three right so I think you're going to end up getting some big games from Simi, you know, probably like 400 yards, probably like three to four touchdowns, and he's going to that'd be, be awesome. That'd be Say awesome. Again? I said that'd be awesome. I would love yeah. that. I think he'll be in the game blocking a lot as a wide receiver. So me, I think the the offensive breakout player would be Simi Fioco. I don't know what everybody's trending pick would be. Of course, Deuce Vaughn. Um, and, and I would love to say Deuce, but I don't know if, how many carries they're going to set up for Deuce and, and, and put in for Deuce. But I think he's going to be a, a valuable part of the offense. I think we're going to get a lot of misdirections and counters and, and um, run some to um, the, the, the edge with, with Deuce. And I like that, you know, but I don't know if he'll get enough to, to where it's going to be. Deuce is the breakout player of the year. He's yeah. an offensive yeah candidate for MVP you know under under Dakota I think Dakota is going to be the guy but I think you know if we're looking at you know uh people who are going to step up Simi was hurt all last year he did play he did get in the game what before he got hurt right um and and now he's back you know and and I see him next to to Dakota a lot in in um the voluntary workouts and you know uh you just see him starting to gain confidence and i think he'll probably gain more as everything goes on and when we get into training camp um so let's flip the ball man um you know we, we start talking about defensive uh prowess this defense uh was really good last year man i'm talking about really good and being that this defense was so good last year we improved in one major area to me two major areas right but the first major area that we already know what you, you could say with brandon cooks you know what you're going to get with this guy you know what you're going to get with stefan gilmore right yeah. you yeah. know what you're going to get and yeah. if you look at it last year pff graded in zone coverage 86.3 and 84.6 right now Stephon Gilmore, like that's I I think that's man, right? No, that's against that's that is against zone in zone cover. Oh no, that's man. You're right. I'm that's sorry. man. Yeah, that's, that's man. man. So in man coverage, 80 86.3 in man coverage, right? In man. Yep. You know what that was ranked last year in the league? It had to be top five. Number one. 86.3. In zone coverage, 84.6 for a trade. You know what that was ranked? Had to be top five. Number two. So you've got one and two in respective in, in man and zone. So and you know we like putting our cornerbacks on a on a uh an island. And you know, Trey Diggs is a, a year removed from 11 11 interceptions who you throwing at on that corner i mean who you throwing at we got better so who are you throwing at 
Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I really don't. Uh, uh, maybe, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who you throw it to. You I guess, I mean, I, I mean, I guess I'm, I'm, you know, my tight ends, my slot receivers, but I mean, Jordan Lewis and, and, uh, oh, come on, what's his face? Deron we talk about him all the time. Deron Bland. Um, you know, as, as well as Deron Bland, you know, did last season, you know, picking Six, the ball seven, off, seven. as well as he did, like, Jordan Lewis is a little ball hawk, too. I mean, like, he gets two or three interceptions a season, too, in the slot. So, uh, you know, I mean, he's, he's, it's, I mean, it's scary for real. It's scary. And especially knowing, you know, with Micah out there, you know, and, 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 and D-Law and I'm expecting Sam Williams to, to take a step, take a step forward. I mean, you don't, you got a second and a half, two seconds, you know, you got to get rid of the ball. You got to make a decision. Get rid of the ball. And, and, and to your next point, you know, uh, we got Mozzie and we got Jonathan, Jonathan for a full season. Remember, we didn't have Jonathan Hankins for the full season last year. And then he was hurt as well. So, and then Osa's not back. So you're going to have pressure from the middle. And let's just say, we, we've heard Dan Quinn say that Micah's not going to play all defensive end. But let's say Tank and Micah starts at our defensive end, which would make Damone Clark start at our linebacker. And um, with with it, at one side, and would have um, uh, LVE Wolf Hunter, the linebacker, right? Because we're probably gonna play three safeties coming at you first, so yeah. we only have two linebackers on the field, yeah. right? Yeah. So you're not gonna have much time. You're not gonna have much time to throw the ball. And if you have somebody pushing in the middle, now that Micah coming that fast, which you know. We got to talk about Micah, man. We definitely got to talk about Micah. But Micah coming off the end that fast, he wins more than anybody. So, you know, it just is what it is. And he, he's an outside linebacker, really. He's an outside linebacker. So so, so I, I have a question before I forget. So, and you said, you you know, we need to talk about Micah. So there, there was all that talk a couple weeks ago about he's beefing up, you know, to 250, 255, like whatever it was, you know, so that he can play defensive end full time. And, you know, then they kind of, it didn't seem like maybe they didn't go back on it, but it was like, oh, this is, this is all a big misunderstanding. Like, where have we finally, like, what are we expecting? What are we, are, are we expecting them to deploy him in a similar way to last year? Or do we think oh, he's getting, yeah. yeah Dan, Dan said, Dan said he's not going to spend all his time in defensive end. So, and, and- I mean, I kind of want, I kind of, what, what do you think about him spending even less time at defensive end? Like, I feel like that we've talked about this maybe a little bit, but I just that really kind of scared me when they were t- they were talking about him beefing up and being full time defensive end. Cause I'm just like, this guy is so special and he can play linebacker, you know, for another seven or eight years, like easy. And like he could probably he can probably you know um edge rush situationally the way he does, you know, for that long too. Which is like he I don't think he can play. I don't think he can play defensive end full time with the amount of violence that he plays the position with without it's like he can do it now and not get hurt. Right. And not wear down. Although he kind of did start to wear down there at the end of the season a little bit. It's just his worn down is still like, you know, best non quarterback in the league. Um, But like, are do you are you are you worried about 
you know, him, him wearing down the next year, two, three years. If he's 60, 40, 60 linebacker, 40 defensive end, I am not even 50, 50. I'm not, you know, uh, the reason why is I have so much, I got a lot, a lot of confidence in, in, uh, Osa. I just do. I think Osa's coming on. This is his third year, right? That's what I was going to say. Third year, I think. Yeah. This is third year. Defensive tackles usually really get it. He showed flashes of brilliance last year, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then when you put a, a, a truck like Mavi next to him, I mean, whoo, hey, look, it's it's something else. So if you're going to push up the middle, a quarterback's natural inclination is to escape where? To the outside. If you have an outside person who's crashing his fast. Micah beats his block more. Um, let me say it again. Micah beats his block more than anybody in the NFL. He's getting past him, right? And and if a quarterback is running to his side, we're either going to get a holding call or a sack. So he's not, I mean, it, I don't think that it's going to be a, a grunt. In other words, he has help around him that's going to keep him from getting dinged up. The help around him is going to keep him from getting dinged up. Watch Micah. Watch. I just, if you're a Cowboy fan, and especially if you're not a Cowboy fan, this isn't even particular. Like if anybody's listening to this and you're not a Cowboy fan, watch a Cowboy game. And when the defense is on the field, just watch Micah Parsons and just watch him for an entire game. All right. Because this is what you, you know, I mean, he's not, he still doesn't. I mean, I know that this is going to be his third year. So, I mean, it's only two years, but He's a. This is the best defensive player in the league. This is the best non-quarterback in the league, in my opinion. And it, and and honestly, I don't think it's close. I don't think it's close. And like, I get that people say he's an edge rusher. T.J. Watt's an edge rusher. Nick Bosa's an edge rusher. You know, if he's if he's a better if he's a better defensive player than these guys, why doesn't he? Why do these guys have more sacks? The reason that they have more sacks is because. Micah, you literally have to do something to stop him from getting to the quarterback every single play. If you just leave somebody out there on him one-on-one and you don't, and the quarterback, you know, if he if he's feeling pressure, doesn't, you know, flush out away from him. And if you aren't, and if you don't incorporate all of these three-step drop, you know, throws, and, and if you don't run the ball more, if you just run your offense like you normally do, he's going to have three sacks a game, every single game. Like, and Nick Bosa, like a Nick Bosa type, he's more like, I mean, this is, I mean, he's one of the best pass rushers in the league, right? I mean, like this guy, if he's, he keeps up this pace, he's going to be, this guy's going to be a Hall of Famer, right? Like he's a great player, but it's more like, pass rushers. rushers. There was a play in the San Francisco game that he was getting up the field. He saw was a screen to Debo, went out and covered Debo. (laughs) He could they were getting ready to throw back to Debo. Michael was in coverage. He was rushing the pass at first, but recognized the play and got in coverage. That's what's different about Michael. Michael can actually get in coverage and, and play a wide receiver. The speed element of Michael Parsons makes him just ridiculous. It, it just makes yeah. him ridiculous. I totally, I totally agree. But even if... Even and that's being generous. Even if you take away all those other things and you just compare pass rushing ability, he's the best pass rusher in the league. 
Like you pretty much have to sell out to stop him. Like every okay, so I'll, I'll ask you this: You've been watching the Cowboys for closely for 35, 40 years, right? I mean, easily, yeah, easily. Okay, so Demarcus Ware, great, all-time great pass rusher, right? Yeah. I mean, 12 to 20 sacks a year, right? I mean, he's like 15, average like 15, 16 years, something like that, like during his like, you know, eight or nine year like prime, right? Is Demarcus Ware, is he a better pass rusher than Micah Parsons? No. Was he a better pass? Is not, right? It's no. not even, there's no, it's not a question, right? No. And yeah. so like, how, I don't under, like we're talking about a guy we we watched we watched Demarcus Ware his entire career and we understand like he's one of the all time best pass rushers and you've been watching he's Micah a Hall of Famer for, he's a Hall of Famer and you've been watching Micah for two years and you say oh this guy's just better like he's just, this guy's just a better pass rusher and he can do all those other things that you're talking about how is that guy not the best how is that guy not the best defensive player in the league I mean he 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 is the best like it's just it's not he even played for the Cowboys it's not even a question it's like this is what I always tell like he the Luca haters. That's why I tell the Luca haters out there too, you know. And I, I know it's a Cowboys podcast, but it's like I watched Dirk Nowitzki for twenty years, and I understand like he's arguably like a fringe, like top twenty, you know, top twenty, top twenty-five player ever. And Luca is without a doubt, like it's not even close. He's way better than Dirk ever was. And so you just like, man, it's the Cowboys hate, man. I swear, like it is. Micah, Micah, man. I know we're not we're not gonna sit here and rant about Micah for ten minutes. But no, like, but I just, just had to get that in. Truth. Michael Parsons is one of the greatest defensive players we've had an opportunity to watch um, since Lawrence Taylor. He's he's dynamic. He's dynamic. He's that type of guy. You have yeah, to scheme for him. You have to make sure that he's accounted for on every play. If not, he will disrupt everything you got going on. Because, like I said. He can change from a pass rusher to a, a, a pass defender in a heartbeat. He got that type of speed. He can run your quarterback down from the opposite side of the field. He has that type of speed. He can throw your lineman back with a bull rush and tear your quarterback up. He has those type of moves. He's got everything he needs to be an elite pass rusher, elite defender, elite football player. He will be a Hall of Famer. He will be. Oh yeah, without a doubt. And he, you know, and all that with all that with Tasmanian devil like attitude. He's a dog. He's He's a a dog. dog. He is a dog. Yeah, you got to put up a. You have to put up that sign in the backyard, all around on the trees and everything else. You know, beware (laughs) the dog. He's type of dog that just rips squirrels down off the edge of the fence. Just he don't want to see nothing around him that prosper. He just doesn't, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, there's a lot of the, there's a lot of these guys. A lot of these guys I know would play for free. Micah would pay to play. He yeah. would he would he would work two jobs. He would work two full time jobs, and you know sleep on a friend's couch, and you know and 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 pay to play football. He would like he he's not pay he's not. I'm sure he's happy to make the money he's making and the money he's gonna make. That is not the reason that Micah plays football. <laughs> you, you watch him for. You know, five seconds, and you know that. Yeah, man, he probably paced the floor before the game every night, man. He's one of those guys that just be pacing the floor like I'm gonna get him. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna get him. You know, he's a water boy. He got the water boy type oh, of chin. Man, you see. man, you know, we're so blessed to have him. Yeah, so man, blessed. we really are. We 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 got a good one when we got that. So, 
here's the other thing. So, like I said, let's assume you said a name that I want to get get to on this defensive side. So, we 60-40. Micah's not playing defensive end. Micah comes back to his linebacker position. Micah, LVE, slot, got Sam Williams. You got Dorrance Armstrong, right? You're really good on the defensive line. You're really yeah. good. Yeah, we're so good. We're so good that I'm forgetting about people. Like you say, Dorrance Armstrong, and I'm like, oh yeah, Dorrance Armstrong. <laughs> yeah, really good. And we still got uh, uh, we re-signed and what's my guy's name came over from the Falcons. We still have oh, him, uh, Dante. Um, Dante Fowler. Still Dante got Dante Fowler, Fowler. Yeah. Fowler. We're really good on the defensive line. And look, when we sub in and out, you're not getting drop offs. You're not getting any type of drop offs. You, you're still and. If by chance we slide Michael back down to the defensive end and we pull a stunt with the uh, linebacker there, the right linebacker, and we, we decide to put the, uh, Marvion Overshawn in, we got a heat-seeking missile who's coming. And Lord, if you if you have to double-team Mozzie or Jonathan Hankins and you got uh, the Marvion Overshawn coming for your quarterback, I just pray for you. I, I will make sure that it's, it's going to be Sunday anyway. So I'll make sure that I'll send up a couple of prayers for your quarterback because he's going down. He's going down in a major violent type way. Um, so there's a lot of things that here's the thing about Dan Quinn. And I said this on the last part, uh, Tom, Tom, Dan Quinn is a man with a plan. He drafted this year with a plan. He knew what he was doing. You know what I'm saying? And he got players that you may not think are good, but you could put in in, in a place that'll scare you. I'm gonna tell him, I'm gonna bring up one name, Isaiah Land, who I think will end up be, behind Tank. He he will put you in the mind of a Randy Gregory. Tom will check me on this. Him and Randy Gregory were, were the same size coming out of college. You know, 19, 19 sacks, the college player of the year and his 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 um in in the hbcus you know what i'm saying uh he was that guy and right now what they're saying is is just watching him he got that juice they're saying he got that juice. you ain't seen him in no pads you ain't seen him in nothing but they're saying the man got that juice and he played with it so again this is dan quinn saying hmm i could put this to use and imagine having another Randy Gregory who could just come in, splash, splash plays, get you five or six sacks, and you're resting all of your dogs. Imagine if you could rest Tank and, and before and, and it ain't on the running down. You know it's a passing down. You can rest Tank and put Isaiah Land in there and still know that he's going to get uh, uh, pressure on the quarterback. Imagine how that makes you feel. You know? Yeah. So, again, like I said, Dan Quinn, a man with a plan. Every player that he drafted and picked up, he has use for. And, and the ones who are not playing on uh, the field are going to help a special team. And, you know, hey, it is what it is. Quick last thought, and then I'm going to let Tom Tom jump in here. Uh, I, I'm sorry. Y'all, every NFL team that wants uh, boss man fat, who wants Kelvin Joseph, y'all need to start putting your bids in because he's getting ready to get dropped. <laughs> Uh, anyway, go ahead, Tom. Tom. <laughs> no, I didn't really. No, I mean, like you're saying it all. You know, I think 
somebody that I'm somebody that I'm letting myself get a little excited about, and not necessarily for you know the Im- impact this year, but I, Villami Villami Fajoko. I think yeah. Fajoko. I, I I really I really I really like this pick. I'm starting to like it more and more. Um, it just like I mean he's this guy like this is he's gonna be a three technique like that's what they're like that's what they're trying to do with this guy right and I mean you hear about the versatility um, you know and his being able to play some defensive end and you know he might he might be able to do that in a bench um, but it really seems to me like that they see a potential three technique you know in the making and it's just like not everybody. You're you're always looking for three technique pass rushers, and there's just not that many, right? If you've got one, you're lucky. Um, there's probably only a few really good, you know, three technique pass rushers, and um, I just I I really like the guy. He needs to put on he needs to put on ten or twenty pounds. Um, you know, they say he went from like two twenty five to like two sixty or something like that one season. Um, so I don't think they're really Simone. concerned. Yeah. <laughs> Let me, let's just go ahead. I'm, yeah. I saw, I saw he said it, something. Go ahead. Go ahead. Pedigree, Tom. Yeah. He, Vita Vea is his family. Paula yeah. is like uncle or something like that. They, they play uncles. <laughs> they listen that, that let me know something That's this. And you can't coach yeah. that. Yeah. He got that. He, he's another one. That I feel like has that dog in it, right? Yeah. He's another one I feel like you gotta post, put the posters yeah. up, nail them up to the tree, and and then you know have a neon sign, beware of the dog. He's another one that I feel like later is gonna yep. be. I don't expect him to do much this year because he has to fight and put on weight and fight yep. and beat out the likes of Osa and 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 Mozzie and um uh uh what's the other Gallimore. I just said his name, Jonathan Hankins. You, you got a whole bunch of people to beat out. They're, they're, they're yeah. really good. And Neville, Neville, Gall- Neville Gallimore, I mean, he's not – I mean, I don't expect that he's going to – I expect he's going to get cut. But, like, he's not just going to – he's not just going to lay over. No, either. he's not there's some, there's, over. There's, I mean, there's, there's, there's some guys – there's some guys in there that they're they're fighting for their job. So, there's going to yeah. be there's gonna be a lot of competition in camp at a lot of oh different Oh, my spots. God. Too much competition. Too much competition. Um. And and then you know they're, they're making laws right now. They they just passed another law. Uh, you can keep a a third quarterback on the roster, and you can keep him um, suited up every game because um, that that San Francisco debacle, right? That they don't want uh, that to ever happen again. So yep, now yep. it's not going to count against your roster spot. You just have to list him on your fifty three, um, but you're going to be able to keep another quarterback. And teams that play against quarterback, uh, the Cowboys going to need that. They're going to need that. They're going to need that security. Um, this was already the number one pass rush defense in the league. But putting these guys in these key places who just all out got speed um, and, and who all out are just dogs who know that. Like I said, Isaiah Land knows how to get to the quarterback. Fioco knows how to get to the quarterback. And you only got so many men up front. So if you double, if you say, just for instance, play, humor me, humor me, please. You, <laughs> you, if you end up having to double Modley Smith, that means, that means you got a running back and a tackle over there on, on um, 
Micah. It means Tank got one-on-one, -on -one, right? Or Isaiah Lamb or Dorrance Armstrong or, or Fowler got one-on-one, -on -one, right? And it means Osa got a one-on-one. -on -one. These guys are going to beat their man. Somebody yeah, well, beat their man, right? So, like, you, you're, you're talking about pass rushing situations, but more importantly, well, I don't know more importantly, but probably equally as important is that in, you know, in running situations, that's 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 an extra linebacker that's running free too, which is incredibly important. And if Damone Clark takes a year two jump, he's coming down here with reckless abandon. You know what I'm saying? He he's got his hair's burning and he's coming. And you know, LVE Wolf Hunter is just gonna make a tackle. He's not gonna try to stick his face in there because his neck, but he's gonna make the tackle. He's sure-handed with the tackles. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's a good yeah, he's a good tackler. He's a good yeah, tackler. Sure he's not lying to anybody out, but he's a good, he's a good tackler. Yeah, sure, Andy. So, I mean, and we didn't really even talk a lot about safeties because they are what they are. I mean, Curse is top top five, top six safety in the league. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Malik Hooker's really good. And Dono is just as good as it, all of them. So, safety-wise, we're good, man. And they just – they fit perfectly in this defense, right? Yes. Like – I, you know, and, you know, Micah and the, you know, the defensive line, like they make things easy. They make things easy on everybody. But like, I feel like specifically those, those, those three guys, because they're physical safeties. They like to, they like to hit. Uh, if you need them to, you know, make one quick decision and, you know, go attack the ball. Like, it's just like, this, this is a perfect, this is, I'm not articulating myself very well on this point, but this is a really good, this is a really good group that um, fits in perfectly with this team. In particular, in particular, Curse and Donovan Wilson, in my opinion. Yeah. And they're deep. They're deep. <laughs> they're really deep. Yeah, Izzy, Hooker, McQuamu, like, yeah, they got some. Yeah, Izzy, Bale, they're still back there. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm still not quite sure about what, what we even have with Marquise Bell, but like, may, maybe, maybe there's something there. Maybe there's something yeah, no, there's something there. I know it's you really like these guys that don't ever play. Yeah, it's but, something uh, there. It's depth. It's depth. <laughs> I mean, it's depth. I mean, he played. He played last year because we had to move Izzy to cornerback, and he was the backup safety. So, yeah, he was in there. He he got some tick last year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um. So, but I think Izzy, Izzy is the thing. He could play cornerback too. Uh, I think they they feel like they got something yeah. in this Eric Scott Jr. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, I mean, I, he's, he's taking another spot. Jordan Lewis, Deron Bland. I'm telling you, hey, look, boss man fat you, the odd man out. See ya. Yeah. You, you know, it's been nice knowing you. Special teams, yeah. you, you mess up. And and Fossil, Fossil is a good special teams guy, man. Um, Bones is out here acting like, hey, man, he, he's already recruiting a kicker right now. He's like, you know, San Francisco ain't cutting, but Hey, let's go get him when they when they do cut him. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, yeah. Is this why this like, is Robbie so, Gold? Yeah, Gold. Yeah. So, yeah. you guys, the Cowboys this year, um, you know, we 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 just we're looking forward to a step up and a step in the right direction. The schedule's hard. I mean, the schedule's hard, but the schedule is what it is. You play who you play every year. You just got to strap it up, pop your helmet on, you know, uh, get ready, and let's go. You know what I'm saying? So with OTA starting this week, you're going to hear from us a couple more times. You know, we're going to chop it up and we're going to talk about some things. Uh, Tom, you got a parting shot, man? 
Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rant on deck. I feel like that's what I've been doing like every parting shot. I'm not gonna do that again. No, and it's something that's not sports related. Man, I feel like every I feel like there's a lot of good movies out right now, and I've been seeing every single one of them. Um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy three. Uh, if you haven't seen, you know, go go see that if you like the Marvel movies. A super great end to that trilogy. Seems like they're gonna do more, but in some some fashion. Uh, but I don't know what that's going to look like. Great soundtrack. Great, of course, of course, of course, it has a great soundtrack. But I mean, I, honestly, I, I thought it was the, I thought it was the best of of the three. Um, I thought I thought it was super good, great ending, fantastic movie. If you haven't seen Air and it's out somewhere, go see Air. So a lot of fun. Another one that I think people are sleeping on a little bit: Guy Ritchie's The Covenant um, with Jake Gyllenhaal. That's another good one. Um, uh, Afghani uh, veteran um, and his interpreter. It's about their relationship and stuff. Super cool movie. Anyway, there's a lot of good stuff out there right now. Um, good time to get to the movie theater. You seen know, any of those? You seen Air Guardians, on, right? I know Air's on Amazon. The Covenant. I'm gonna look for because uh, I, I I remember seeing the uh, advertisements for that. I want to see you. You you'd like it. It starts off a little slow. I thought uh, first ten minutes, I was like, "Oh man, this is gonna be a big bust," and um, it got it got really good. It's it's uh, it'll 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 make you feel stuff. Get your uh, get your Kleenex out. Yeah, hey, this is a basketball parting shot. Carmelo Anthony hung him up today. Uh, yeah, man, I remember Carmelo. Carmelo took my heart away from me uh, against Texas. The only time Texas made the Final Four. Well, not it was the only time I seen him make the final four. Uh, and it really, you know, hurt my heart. And I remember thinking, man, this guy's this guy's good. This guy's good. Didn't know how quite good of a scorer he would be. He made himself a score when he came into the league. And I don't think Kobe Kobe's movie, Dear Basketball, and hit and 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 um the video that Carmelo made today, uh are the only things that had me choked up and I was about to drop a tear. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm gangsta. I can't do it. Uh, but I almost <laughs> dropped a tear watching it today, man. But hey, salute, Mellow, man. I'm glad you're hanging it up. I know your youngster's up next. Uh, so looking forward to watching him grow. Uh, but yeah, man, salute Carmelo Anthony, Hall of Famer. Uh, definitely going to be in, in the hall and um, a great score. Um, a great, great guy to play the game of basketball and play the game the right way. Anything to say about Carmelo before I get out of here? Because you were looking like, yeah, no. Carmelo too much. Yeah, I mean, he was my favorite guy while he was playing. Sometimes it takes a guy retiring, you know, to realize that maybe you, you appreciated his contributions a little bit more than, a little bit more than you thought. Um, I certainly enjoyed, you know, him coming back and, you know, kind of proving people wrong and being 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 pretty productive, you know, in Portland. Um, but uh yeah, I mean, I certainly I certainly enjoyed the theater. Um and I mean the man had game. Like there's no doubt about that. The man had game. Um yeah. I mean, led the league in scoring when he was, you know, with Denver, like I feel like multiple times, right? Yeah. Um 30 I think he was a 30 30 point a game, you know, scorer. Uh, 
you know, when that was like not really a thing, right? I mean, it's not like we had never had a 30 point score, but I mean, feels, it seems like he was scoring 30 points a game whenever most of the elite players were more in the 24, 25, 26 range. You know, it was just kind of a different, a different league in the, you know, mid to late 2000s. And um, yeah, yeah no, he's, he's one of the, he's one of the best pure, he's one of the best pure scorers ever. I mean, like there's, there's, there's no doubt about it. I mean, he didn't play a lick of defense, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, he can score the ball. He can score the ball. That's for sure. So uh, yeah. Yeah. Salute man, to Carmelo. Definitely. We like to thank you guys for, for listening and, and watching. But like I said, you're going to get more from us this week because we're going to talk about the OTAs and talk about the developments that we've seen for myself, for Tom Time. Um, we are DC4L. We are Dallas Cowboys for life at the Global uh, Cowboys Global Cast, FFSN. We will holler at you boys. Peace.